Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. She's a best-selling author and relationship expert. Um, we were going to have Maddie Goldberg in, who you guys heard before, but he got into a car accident. So, and <laughs> not, not that I'm laughing because it's funny. That no, it's, it's hilarious. Accident, but it is funny because I always think about that. I'm like, what if you were to get into an accident on the way to work? Like I was saying before, I literally thought I was going to get into a car accident here. You almost got into a car accident. And again, it was my fault. Right. So maybe we were actually we foreseeing. manifested his car oh accident. God, it's we're witches. I know. Because the truth is, it's the start of the new year. So it is best that it's just you and I, maybe. maybe that, we didn't want him on the show. Yeah. And we can do a quick little new year personal thing for you yeah. guys. But I do want to say though, that whenever the car accident happens, you're never going to truly get the sympathy because there's always that hinge or twinge of a thought that it was your fault. No, that you were lying. Uh, like, what do you want? Oh, I can't be that. I'm late. I, uh, I got in a car accident. I mean, you know what? how many times that I've gone over in my head? Maybe I'll just say I got into an accident. That's why I'm late. But I'll say it was a super minor accident. It wasn't a big really? deal. I don't think that that's the excuse that you people usually give because karma. I would I would think people would C A R M A car You're funny yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Well, okay, anyways, we, we we are starting off a new year, but we're also starting off at a brand new studio, which is awesome and a new uh, yeah. podcasting network. So, yeah. right now we are in the sideshow studio which Family. is freaking amazing. Like yeah. we're I'm impressed by all of the things that we have so far. Somebody brought me coffee. Offered to bring me water, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. They have a stopwatch so they can keep us on track, which, as you know, everyone in the past, listening is like, didn't yeah. you already have a stopwatch? No, we didn't have any of this shit. And they have pictures on the wall. Wow. <laughs> and oh the room is God. bright and light and, and wonderful. So, but I bring a dark energy. So, yeah, of course. Kind of darkening, darkening it did get darker <laughs> once you stepped into here. But yeah, we are on Sideshow now, which means that we're still available on iTunes. Um, we're also available for uh, you to download the podcast on sideshownetwork.tv. Also, where this is where we were not on, before SoundCloud and Stitcher. I don't know what either of those things mean, but it <laughs> means that more people can download our stuff. And I think on more platforms, right? Because on the Android before, people were having difficulty. Yeah. I, I mean, leave the technology up to the men listening. They can tell us. All right. Exactly. Things. You can email me and tell me exactly what that means. But we are now on iTunes, Sideshow, Net- Sideshow Network.tv, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And actually, you can uh, you can get the podcast on the uh, on my website too, wingirlmethod.com slash podcast. It will be there. You can download it. You can listen to it, whatever you want. Perfect. Yeah. So did you do any New Year's resolutions this year? I, I, tr- I, I tried to. Um, 
I've been sick over the holidays. So yeah, yeah. That's like the car. I I know exactly. Um, the thing, okay. I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, like things that I want for this new year. One of them, uh, is for me to relax and not feel so guilty about things. Like I have female guilt, Jewish guilt, and just like Marnie guilt, um, that constantly tells me that I'm not doing enough. And, you know, in the past I've had ways of calming it down, but it's, it's really creeping up on me more that mainly because I, I want to do more and I feel bad, uh, that I'm not able to do more. Like I want to give more to the people who go to Wing Girl Method. I want to give more for the Ask Win podcast, but I have to realize there is only one of me and that what I'm giving is I'm giving a piece of myself. So that that's enough for, for right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. and if I have time to give more, I'm going to give more. The other thing I had a resolution for is I, um, want to get myself, my family and the wing girl method. Um, I want to uh, get involved with a charity and I actually put this out in a newsletter for new year's. Wah, wah. I know I mean, this is a big, this is a big thing for no, me. I, I, I want to yeah. give, give back. Like, yes, I know I, I, we give all the time, but selfishly it's kind of for us too, but I want to actually contribute to a charity. So, um, this one woman wrote me Kristen and suggested, yes, I'll give to that charity. <laughs> um, but she wrote to me about, uh, an organization for autism and people who have social skills, which I think is very in line, you know, with kind of what we're doing. Not exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, gave to just testicular cancer too. That could be in line with of what course I do. You, did. you work um, with men, you give to balls. I mean, yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Anyway, those are, those are my new year's resolutions. Well, you're making me sick to myself. <laughs> yeah. What I, about you? I'm like, so not the resolution type. I, I just, I, you know, I, it's like, I always kind of wonder if I'm the glass half empty or glass half full person uh. and I'm just like glass <laughs> completely empty. Yeah. There's no glass. There's, yeah, no there's glass. not even a glass. It's broken. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this thing won't fail. <laughs> but I did, um, <coughs> accidentally do a resolution, which I've stuck to. And, um, I, basically stopped drinking caffeine wow. and I was having like mind blowing, not sex, which would be amazing. For I, know. I was having a mind blowing sex. No, I was having mind blowing. Your boyfriend's headaches. like, this is the issue. This was <laughs> no, stopping you. it's mind blowing headaches. And, um, so I went to a, a neurologist and wow. I, the aspirin or whatever it is, it's acetaminophen that I'd been taking basically since I was like 12. Cause I've always had migraines. It's just chock full of caffeine. And so he basically, um, gave really? me like some sort of steroid, to, um, to, to like to, to get off, off of it, right? Okay. Essentially. So I just took a week of the steroid and then less and less and less of that aspirin or medicine or whatever it was. And now you're addicted to steroids. Um, yes, I'm huge. Actually right now <laughs> yeah. I have beefy thighs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically what happened was, um, I felt like 5,000 times better. Um, in what way? In that I'm not having headaches every day. Really? Yeah. Like I usually wouldn't say anything. I had basically lived with a headache for six years since I've been like addicted to caffeine. And now you have but no I didn't really realize it was caffeine. Oh my no, God. I had I mean I've had a few migraines because I always get migraines, but um anyway, I haven't had one sip of it in like a month and a half. Congratulations. Yeah. That's amazing. But I go to, I get my decaf coffee every day, which is kind of, apparently there is some caffeine amazing. still in decaf. There and is. And that's why I get it because I think a little. it just perks my brain up to one, go get, cause I don't brew my own coffee. I like go get it. So I think it just perks me up to it's be part out of your in the routine. open. Yeah. And so anyway, um, 
but I don't tell anyone. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm drinking. You know, I secretly am When I went to decaf a, a couple of years ago, because I had the same thing where I wanted that routine and I would go up and order decaf, I would whisper it. I would be so embarrassed oh, yeah. that I was yeah. ordering decaf. And they're like decaf. shouting out like decaf, you know, espresso. I'm like, can you please keep yeah. that quiet You're here? Like, and they say Kristen, my name. You should say a fake name. Exactly. Right. It's horrible. And then I have a, like an assistant go get it for me. <laughs> well, I love, I love that you have been doing this because I think that that will help in many areas yeah. of your life. And we did do a tweet around New Year's that was basically like doing, not doing a huge resolution, but a small resolution. Yeah. And I know like you would say like just going out in public could yeah. be like a resolution. Just, you know, in Absolutely. the morning instead of brewing your coffee, go get your coffee. Yeah, that it's kind a of small thing. thing. And that's so yeah. for the, for, you know, for everybody who's listening, I hope that they have um, some resolutions that they made for this year, but let's hope resolution that you can make them is to rate and comment on our podcast yes. and to tell all of your friends to download it. Yes. So go to, I don't know. I'm not sure if Stitcher and SoundCloud have a rating system. I'm sure they do, but I know that iTunes does. So please go to iTunes, help keep us on the air. Um, give us feedback on there. Let us know what you want to hear, but more importantly, even if you freaking hate the show, go give it five stars because you're <laughs> listening and you will have nothing to hate if we're not on the air anymore. That's true. You always need something to hate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, I want to talk about, um, it's actually a really good segue because, you know, for the caffeine being eliminated from your body, I'm sure that uh, it has helped you in the bedroom. I know you said before that what? it wasn't going to go that way, but I'm sure that in some way it's, it's helped you you know, tolerate your boyfriend a little bit more, maybe be nicer, maybe because if you're not no, I still on this headache, hate things just as much, I just don't have as much energy to hate as constantly, but I right. still hate. Right. But, <laughs> but it's like, I'm sure if you don't have this horrible headache constantly, I think you can maybe see. Things yeah, a no, bit I definitely have been in a much better mood. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about what, what does turn you on? Like what could your boyfriend do or what, what could other men do to turn you on? What turns you on? Um, Well, I think, I mean, I think it's completely different for guys that are looking to date and the guys who already have significant others. I think if I was out in the, out in the world without a significant other, um, someone, someone actually asking like who you are is a huge turn on. Like, what do you do? What are your passions? Why, why if someone, if I can meet someone and they let me just talk and talk about Seinfeld, I'm like, I'm, I'm in it. It's because tell me more about that when I'm talking about that. So it's like, I associate something good with that person. Well, that's part of NLP neuro linguistics programming where, you know, you are associating a feeling with a person that you're talking about. So that is actually, it's, could be considered a technique, but getting you to talk about something that you are turned on by or that you are excited about. And then you could associate that excitement and being turned on with the person who's in front of you. But is it more than just being able to talk about those things and a person getting you to? What would what would the person, the guy across from you, need to be doing while you're talking about Seinfeld or about the things that you love? That would writing make- everything down and then living living by Seinfeld. No, I'm just <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it's and I, I'm not saying that there is an answer. It's it's hard to understand because I think a lot of the times when we are turned on by something or we're turned on by a person, most people are not consciously aware of what it is that other person is doing. They'll usually call it chemistry or energy. Um, they won't actually say, this is what this person did compared to that person over there. But in I think some eye way, contact. could you, Yeah. 
well, I don't know from living in Los Angeles, my opinion on eye contact has gone like through the roof because <laughs> no here, here, if you live someone or if you live here and you're talking to someone and you're in this type of industry, people always look past you. Who's more important? Who yeah. else can they talk to, to get them to a different level in their life or career? And so I noticed that when I got here, people weren't really focused on me when I was talking to them and it made me feel really insecure and really uncomfortable. But when I met my boyfriend, I remember him like looking right in my eyes and we were kind of hooked into each other. Um, and so I think that was a huge thing for me. And I know that, you know, we weren't just staring at each other's right. eyes. Like I'd vomit if we did that. We were talking, you know, we were having conversation, but I remember like being like, I like his eyes and that we were just hooked That's into nice. each other's eyes. Yeah. That's really, but nice. now we just claw out each other's eyes. So it's, I mean, but it still <laughs> has to do with eyes. So we're still fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you're on the same page. Well, I, I asked this question because, um, you had sent me a really interesting article over, I call it the break. Like I'm still in grade school or something, but <laughs> no. over the break, over, you sent me an article. Right, right. Um, but because we did have a break, we took some time off, uh, the seven weirdest things that turn women on according to science. So I wanted to read some of them. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Okay. So the first th- first thing was everything but a naked male. So there was this study done. Yes. I will applaud this one. <laughs> when the ne- like, I have never been less turned on than when I went to a male strip club. I know. Me oh too. my God. It was like just swinging wieners and yeah, like. Yeah, it's fun. It's it funny hilarious. and it's fun. I've never laughed so hard in my life, but like they all look like Patrick Swayze with like a bow tie around their neck. And, <laughs> and like, like cock rings. Yeah. I mean, it was just gross, but it was fun and funny. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I was, but I was not, not aroused in any way at all. No. I wonder if I went into like a private room if I would have been aroused. No. I, I didn't do I'd that. I'd be like, can you man up here and like <laughs> stop acting like a woman? <laughs> Talking to me about Seinfeld. Um, okay. So th- this study was saying that basically women are not turned on by a naked man, by a penis, as opposed to men who are turned on by everything about a naked a naked woman. Uh, so they were saying, wait, what was it? It's basically okay. that if you're, an, if you're a very, even if you're a very sculpted, well-built human man, and yeah, you have a flaccid wiener and you're like running down the beach, yeah. a woman will not. Yeah, she's attractive. not like, damn. But if you just zone, if you zoom in, if you cut out all the fluff in the picture and you literally zoom in to the wiener and it's hard, a woman will be turned on. So, Is that what they were saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, and it's hard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. A hard penis for sure. But they were, they were saying, um, they showed women multiple pictures, women and men and gay and straight people, um, multiple pictures of things or uh, videos of things. And one of the things they showed was a pair of it says bonobos, but I thought it was baboons. But bo- I don't know what a bonobos is. Bonobos, bonobo, bonobos mating, and apparently they were turned on by that. Bonobo, <laughs> they were it's turned bono on. Bono from YouTube as a monkey, <laughs> right? They were turned on by that, but they were not turned on by a flaccid penis, right? So women do not. It's not the same way as men, where men get aroused by like a naked female body. Women do not get aroused by a naked, uh, flaccid male penis. And this does not mean just send dick pics, guys. Like right? We're exactly. Not promoting. I mean, yes, if you're in the right situation, but don't just. Send no, send Bonobo mating pics. Like <laughs> Bonobo. Just send a picture of Bono mating. A woman will be super what turned on. What if that's on. like a huge thing on He's Tinder like, now? I still haven't found what I'm looking for because I have a blessed penis. Yeah, but imagine on Tinder if like guys are just sending like pictures of baboons mating to turn women on. <laughs> like this works. We heard it on the Ask Women podcast. Um, yeah, okay. don't take that too literally. Right, exactly. Go read Go read this article. It was actually on uh, alternet.org, the seven weirdest things that turn women on according to science. That you can read uh, the background research. Exactly. Good idea. 
Okay, so uh, the second thing is 10-day-old beards. I agree. Yeah, which is scruff. And they were just saying beards in general, facial hair. Yeah. They said the equivalent of 10 days of not shaving to a full beard will turn a woman on in general in their study. Yeah, well, it's really horrible because I did this thing. I was a spokeswoman for Gillette last year, and they were trying to say that... um, Sha- <laughs> that shaving like is what turns women on and I, I kept disagreeing and what my- no I know that's the whole thing I had to become a liar to be a part of this Gillette thing oh this is horrible that I'm saying it too but because I kept saying like oh a, a, well, a smooth face is a turn on I'm like no a 10 day or even right, stubble like, is, lady is- we're trying to sell our razors will you shut up about the beard really horrible <laughs> anyway but Gillette is still fantastic so go buy it <laughs> but I do find the beard really really sexy and I am probably 5,000 times less attracted to my boyfriend when he shaves off his beard even when he cuts it short me too or like really kind of trims it in a certain line the stubble is manly it's stubble not- is manly and it really brings out because the gender lines have blurred so much that's like one of the lines we can keep really yeah. is the beard for sure it's masculine because no okay. woman's you know growing theirs out anytime <laughs> soon no matter how feminist you are yeah. okay number three is the names james jack and ryan apparently these are the most attractive names okay my favorite name in the world is jack ryan i my brother's best friend's son they named jack ryan oh really that's his first and they probably name. read this article they're like what's they don't this? read oh then never mind but this was this was done um richard wiseman conducted what he called a name experiment where he presented at the <laughs> 2008 edinburgh international science he's like are you sure you don't like richard are you sure you keep putting richard in front of him <laughs> i feel like that was one of the ones that turned them off the most oh, the ones the names that turned women or the least attractive names were peter thomas and george yeah yeah george is a as a name in my family a very long like george the third george the you know oh really yeah so like the royal family um the Except number four thing that turns women on are the smells of gasoline leather and printer ink these are like these are interesting but this is pretty useless that that one specifically because unless like a dude's like dousing a woman in gasoline this isn't going to really <laughs> You know, unless he's pumping the car with gas all the time. I don't really see how this can be relevant. It could. I guess I, it's, it's again, it's masculine smells. It's like, hey, a man who has gasoline has been doing work in the feet. That one, yes. Know. Printer ink? I don't know Printer what that ink, is. He, he types a lot. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He works okay, at great. Office Max. So men now are going to be dousing themselves in gasoline and sending videos of bamboos. Fucking. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, okay, number five. It's really working Not out. Uh, penile thrusting. So they did a study on prostitutes and feminists. So it's not penile thrusting. It's not. So it's not penile thrusting. Right. So instead they were saying like jerking a woman off turns her on more than actually like a penis. So basically all women are lesbians is what they're saying. No? Wait, what do you mean? I don't know. But it was saying that no, that not penile thrusting. So they don't like uh, right, a penis they, being inserted into them. They and like going in and out, in and out, in and yeah, out. It doesn't, like, yeah, it doesn't. They do like uh, clitoral simulation. Right. Better. Right. Okay. Number six, good and plenty candy (laughs) that's a literally one so they did a study so they were saying the um what is it the sense that turned women on and determined that uh sense that turned women on were a mixture of cucumber and good and plenty candy (laughs) how how, like how do they how do they what made them choose good and plenty candy instead of twisters like why were they why was that the candy that's a really good point yeah 
I don't did a scientist woman was, you know, she's like, oh, I love good and plenty. Let's see if they like good and plenty. Right. Or she's like this turns me on. Maybe it's going to turn everybody else on. it down. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, that was one. So just keep gearing. That good. one's good for like child abductors. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't listen and to that cucumber. Okay. And the, the smell that turned them off most was the scent of cherry and charcoal barbecue meat. That turns me off too. I hate when people smell like charcoal barbecue meat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the seventh one uh, is toothbrushing. So the actual sensation of not people who brush their teeth, but just actually that feeling that you get from when you brush your teeth is what turns people on. Because there was this woman that was what, was she in Japan or something? She kept having an orgasm from brush, or Taiwanese woman. She kept having an <laughs> of orgasm. Taiwanese. Yeah, and they're like, okay, is it the toothpaste? Is it all these other things? And they found out that's the actual sensation of brushing. That's weird. It feels like, teeth. I think nerves might be mixed up, like misplaced. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> The guy, the guy I don't know what the his, joke his is. wiener as a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, get between the cracks. I know. She must go crazy when she's giving blowjobs for people. That's insane. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's kind of a silly article, but it is interesting. Yeah. They're all, um, they're all based on uh, scientific studies that have yeah. been done. And as in like in the beginning of the article, it says since the beginning of time, essentially men are trying or people are trying to figure out what turns a woman on. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think this helps completely, but it gives like an insight to that women are different and strange compared yeah. to men when it I, comes to that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. So from based on this, okay, men are need to not shave, um, show videos of naked women because that's what they were turned on by as well compared yeah. to uh, compared to the yeah to naked, naked men man. carry good and plenty candies around with them change their name to James Jack or Ryan uh, spray themselves with gasoline start fingering women more <laughs> and brush brush her teeth brush her teeth. <laughs> 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 That's what they have to do. Okay, very interesting. So, who doesn't have a toothbrush in the bedroom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like if I wanted to try something out. Can you imagine <laughs> going back to a guy's place? He's like, I want to show you something. <laughs> And he brings out like a, an electric toothbrush. Tell him, yeah. whoa, blow your, blow your mind Can away. Can you imagine that if that's like the thing now? <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Um, well, we actually have on the second half of our show, we have one of my friends um, who's also, he's an expert in sexting and texting. So he knows what really turns women on when it comes to the written word. Because I know that's really uh, a challenge for a lot of guys living in these modern times. That's the way that people are communicating, either in 140 characters or less or, you know, over text where those written words can mean anything um, and say anything. So so we have raised a priest on our show for the second half of the show, and he's going to tell you what to actually say to turn her on and what to say to get the responses that you want from women. <laughs> I've got a toothbrush. That's <laughs> the only thing you need to text. <laughs> How funny would that be? Because um, I know a lot of guys screw that up and they turned women off because I'll say like from a lot of oh okay what? when I was home visiting oh, um, yeah. for the holidays I went to lunch with one of my friends from high school and she's doing tinder and all these different things oh, nice. and she said that um she was having dinner with a guy for the second time um they went out on one date this was from tinder and um he had written to her. She was home visiting and she lives in Long Island. We're not, we're like six hours from Long Island. Right. So, um, she was leaving the next day and was having dinner with him and that night. So he wrote to her the morning before she was leaving, which is when we had lunch. And, um, it was really early actually. It was like the morning and she didn't write back right away because she was like getting ready. And then she came to meet me and then he wrote to her dot, 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 dot question mark. Oh God. And she's like, 
okay, I don't even know you. Don't know. judge me right now for not responding quickly to your text. You don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. And it was a huge turnoff. Yeah. He was just off. like, I don't even want to go on the date now. Well, if I told that story about my sister when she was in town visiting, I think I did. Well, I told it in my I newsletters. I probably wasn't listening. Probably. Because you were on coffee at that point. So <laughs> you were just like, concentrating on your headache. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a very similar thing. Because what I was going to say is a lot of guys... They may get the interest in the first interaction, but they lose it in between like I'm getting your number and the date because of the texting that happens or even like the texting after the first date. So when I was out with my sister, Nikki, who was in town visiting, we were at the Grove and uh, we were in like Pottery Barn or something. And suddenly, you know, this guy starts flirting with her. She said something where she said sorry or about and sounded oh, very right, Canadian. Canadian. He said he made fun of her for being Canadian, jabbed at her. They had really good banter. I left to go entertain myself and let her get picked up because she's young and single and cute. Um, and so they had exchanged phone, number by the, phone numbers by the time I got back and they were going to go out two nights later or whatever. I don't even know. Uh, and so she walked away and he texted her right away, which was really cute and she smiled and got giddy and she's like oh that's cute she texted him back and then literally right after she texted him he texts her again and she had a scowl on her face yeah it's like ugh. yeah you're now because now it's an obligation you don't know this person you don't owe them anything it's fun to have a little exchange and it's just leave it at that no when no one to no one to quit quit when you're on top no one to hold them no one to fold them right i guess that's when you should have folded them that's that yeah. song that's the, in the Geico commercial right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Anyway, anyone <laughs> who so, listens and knows that But then that she wrote back and she me. looked at me and she rolled her eyes and said, oh, come on. Like, you just ruined it. Like, you right. just ruined my heart on for you. Right, So right. she wrote back to him and then again he wrote back and she's like, oh, now I can't go out with him. And yeah. it's it's true. It's horrible. But it is it is true. It's a reality. It is a reality because that interaction there with the texting back so eagerly and needy says a lot more to her. She doesn't have knowledge about him saying, oh, he's awesome. He's great. He's confident. She has a quick little banter that showed he was funny as evidence that she should hang out with him or explore more. And then the other half of the interaction was I have evidence of him being needy and eager and he has nothing else going on in his life. So that tends to overpower the first impression. And that's where a lot of guys tend to lose it. Um, One of the things that Race does say in his book on texting that you can get at winggirlmethod.com slash race um, is he talks about that if you text, texting is to set up the date. It's not a space to build attraction. He'll talk about that more in the second half um, of our show, but I thought it was a really good thing. I always say text with purpose, you know, don't text to have chit chat and say, Hey, what's up? Like there's, that's not a place for you guys to connect and communicate with each other. You can do that on the actual date. That is a, that is a turnoff. Is someone just sends you what's up because now again, it's like your responsibility to create the conversation when they're the ones who reached out to you. So if you text with purpose, you don't have to leave it in her hands or the other person. Yeah, exactly exactly so race to priest is on the second half of the show um we are happy to be at our new studio uh side show and again you can now get our podcast on itunes where you should rate it five stars even if you hate us or love us go on and uh rate us five stars on itunes you can get it at sideshownetwork.tv soundcloud and stitcher and if you know what either of those things mean <laughs> email us you. at uh what is it shit ask, ask at ask, ask women. Podcast.com. I haven't said it in like three weeks. I don't know. <laughs> Ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Uh, but we will be back at this for the second half of our show with Race to Priest.
guys, welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. We are here with Race DePriest, um, who has a very interesting name, but more importantly, he has a, a very interesting point of view on texting and sexting. Yes. So, the, not interesting. It's actually the right the point right of view. The right point of view. Yes, it is. I, I have read uh, both of Race's books and applied what I've learned from his books on texting and sexting, two separate books. Um, and I even notice my confidence levels go up, but my responses from people increase. I get more engagement from people and I feel better about myself because I'm more entertaining. I'm less needy over text. Anyway, it just ends up being a big confidence booster for a, a lot of people who don't know how to put information out there in a text text form. Yeah. And, and I, 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 you don't to speak the written word. I can't speak. This would text. be a great program for you. But obviously as a race can speak to even a lot of people have a hard time emailing in like a yep. business sense. So I don't know if this apply, this could oh, also totally apply does. to that as it well. It totally does. So Race, welcome to the show. I think we were just saying before, I think you've been on our show before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, on was a, uh, while ago. a while ago. No, we're horrible people. We're like, yeah, screw you. You weren't. <laughs> we don't remember <laughs> you. Uh, but thanks for being back on our show. So we want to talk to talk to you about texting and sexting. And before the break, I was talking about um, not, not your mission, but your whole principle uh, around texting, that texting is meant to be used for setting up a date, not for creating attraction, building attraction, attraction and creating more of a connection. So can you speak to that? Well, see, I thought we were going to be talking about the meaning of life, so I'm really so unprepared. You're not prepared? Damn it. But, I'm not that deep. Uh, Please. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, uh, texting can definitely be used for building attraction. And, um, well, the biggest thing, like you just said, is to get the date. Because, I mean, you can't make out with a phone number. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, there's all if kinds you're of a TLC show, you can make out with anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you want uh, your texting to keep her engaged, keep that attraction high, and most importantly, um, make her realize that you're the best option for what she's going to do that night or that week because she has tons of options. She's but how do you do? Girl. How do you do that without belittling her other options? Oh, oh, just because you become best, you're the one that's the most unique, most fun, most engaging, um, and you know, every other guy or opportunity asking her out the way you position, um, the date makes it sound more fun, more unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, well, I could do this or this, or this, but that seems the most fun. So I'm going to go do that. So how do you make it sound fun? Yeah. Well, actually, well, you example, know what? Walk us through the steps actually. So like, okay, you got the girl's phone number or even there might be something to do pre getting the girl's phone number. Walk us through the steps of here, step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Of texting until you how get much, that. How date. much time do you got? Oh God, twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but make it make it succinct because because people can find out more information by uh, getting your program. But get, please give them actionable advice that, that they can use. Okay, do you want to start with actually getting the number? Yeah. Like okay, so aside from texting before, just to get the number, uh, I do a few things. Like a lot of guys, and this is going to help you skip a lot of steps because a lot of guys get the number at the end of a conversation and then spend a long time trying to set up a date and meet up again. So they're already like fighting an uphill battle. Right. The best way I found to get a number is if you're in the middle of a conversation um, and you're having a fun time and you. When you can answer this in your head, would I want to hang out with this girl again? Then that's the time to go and get her number right in the middle of the conversation. So say you're talking about 
uh, who knows, uh, hookah or whatever. You're like, well, I know this great hookah bar. You know what? It's so awesome. We're going next week. Set up the date first. Get it to lockdown. She's like, okay, that sounds a lot of fun. Now it's like, all right, well, here, let's switch numbers. And now the numbers, getting the numbers in a focal point, it's not the scary thing at the end. Like, what if she's going to give it to me or not? If she's already agreed on a day, getting the numbers just an afterthought. It's it just Part makes of sense. The conversation. Just for, yeah, that makes you know? sense. So you don't even think about it. Now, when you're texting her, you're texting her just to keep that like fun excitement up and um, and then logistics for meeting up on the day. You just skip so many steps and so many hurdles because if you're just kidding at the end, then you're just like, hey, what's up? I'm that guy you met at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Whatever. And then it's just like she cancels Sarah. Say she can't make that. Date. Then after you've asked like three or four times and she hasn't met up with you, something goes psychological in her head where she's like, yeah, I'm not going to meet up with this guy. Is there a so, way to save it at that point? Like... People always write to me asking, how do you avoid a woman flaking on you? Is there a way to turn a woman around or do you just say like, okay, that's it. I'm done with you. No, absolutely not. Um, there's a couple options. There's, um, you can, well, if it just depends if it's while you're getting the number, you can use some uh, like anti-flake techniques or like, wait a minute. So you're, you're not the type of girl. Just use the Andrew shampoo on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not the type of girl that doesn't answer her text, right? That's so annoying. And then she'll say, no, I'm not. And so now she'll want to prove it to you. But as far as if she's uh, to avoid the flake, um, set up the date in a much more fun way. Um, so it's like something like instead of directly inviting her, asking like see the invite first like say do you like um do you like tacos delicious uh, margaritas great music and fun conversation well, who's gonna say no i hate all that stuff so she says yes so she's already started up the yes <laughs> yeah. she's okay. like yeah that sounds awesome then it makes sense like oh well guess what we're throwing a taco tuesday and i might just invite you so you still haven't done it she's like oh that sounds really fun now she likes it. She already admits that she, that's going to be something fun. Then you're like, okay. Well, and then you just invite her out to whatever it is. Okay, and right. then another thing to help out, um, well, you can invite several girls if you're going to an event and do a group thing. So if one flips, you're not that out of it. And you send the, the day before our day of text, we're just like, hey, get excited for tonight. So that you're not waiting because a lot of times you'll wait until you're like, okay, she, she said we're going to do this thing at seven and all day you're like looking forward to it and think she's going to be there. And you're like, she doesn't show up or something. You're like, right. Where are you? She's like, oh yeah, I couldn't make it. That way you get to find out beforehand and you're not, you're like, not wasting so, your time. But yeah. Yeah. You're not sitting there going bummers to make other plans. Okay. I like that. One question. How, how, how do you space out your texts? Is there like a method that you follow or rules that you follow for when you text or how long you wait before you reply back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is one of the biggest issues uh, that I hear from tons of girls. Uh, the guy's just over texting, just constantly. I get it because when you, you're talking to a girl that you're attracted to and you're excited about, it's you get a lot of validation from her replying. You're like, this is fun. I want to keep doing it. Uh, but you got to learn like a few guidelines to keep from overbearing and pushing her away. So uh, one way you can tell if you're uh, her too much is if her response time is consistently slow. Oh, wait, you're breaking uh, up a little bit. What did you say? Oh, okay. So some of the ways you can tell if you're texting her uh, too much 
There's a, like her response time is really consistently slow. She doesn't engage in conversation. She yeah. usually gives you one word answers or she, and she never like initiates text to you. Okay. Yeah. I think so, those are hints. I think guys, I don't think I should ignore hints. No, right. Completely. Yeah. So what do so, you do after you start receiving those hints? Do you then slow down? That's what you're advising, right? Yes, absolutely. Back off for a bit um, and then come back with a fun conversation later. Right. Because okay. it doesn't mean she doesn't want to talk to you completely. It's just her saying like, hey, it's enough. Hey, yeah. Like what I was saying with the story of my sister. Space. It's like, give me some space. Yeah. Like, let me forget about you again. And then maybe and I'll then reach reignite. out to you or we'll, you'll reignite something that's more interesting as opposed to just, it, just, this is what I find happens a lot. A lot of guys are, same in person, they're afraid to lose the attraction. So they continue, they try to continue the momentum well, by either almost, sticking around or continuously texting. Well, it's almost like if you get pizza and I always have a really weird analogy and then you, and it's not that great of pizza, but you just continue eating because it's like you're trying to make it good. That's right. kind of like what texting can become. It's yeah. like, no, it wasn't good to begin with. If you just keep doing it more, you're just going to be uncomfortable and full. Right. You know, or if you really like pizza, it's great to eat, but not five slices, two slices. Well, sometimes and it's call- great to eat five slices, depending on how it's going. But you're you're saying that when it starts but to But you're going to be forced fade. fed those slices instead of you choosing to eat those right. slices. Right. That's true. Somebody else is putting them into your mouth. That's yes. very true. <laughs> okay. I love what you're saying. I want to give more information on this, but I want to get into sexting because that's something I really wanted to talk about today because I just uh, recently read your book on sexting because one of my clients was asking me about it and I was like, okay, I can tell you what works, but I'm not the expert. So I, I went to Ray's and said, do you have something on sexting? He said, yes, I do. He sent it over. I read it. It was phenomenal. Um, and you can actually get that at winggirlmethod.com uh, slash race slash race sex. Um, but tell people about sexting and and your knowledge of that. I know there's a lot of information, but I'd love to hear some some tips on how to get into sexting and how to escalate the conversation to a sexting relationship. Sure. Well, I think one of the first things to realize is uh, they miss a lot of opportunities to become sexual with girls over text because they think they're going to offend her, offend her or ruin chances. But the exact opposite is true. Um, but because they never uh, get sexual with a girl, they're pretty much uh, – but women aren't stupid. They know men are sexual. So are women. And when a guy tries to hide that, um, one, she knows she can't trust him because he's hiding his sexuality or she thinks he's not interested at all. And so he no longer becomes a sexual option. Right. So I, guys really need to know, like, be bold but not rash. Like, don't be pushy overbearing but know that she'll forgive you for being a man showing your sexuality but not for being a pussy so just be <laughs> should be turned off and just decide you're you're just a friend yeah right so what would so, be the first initial sexting text to escalate that to escalate well things? yeah sure i mean if you guys uh like if the guy and the girl hadn't already become like had sex before but still building up to that an easy transition for guys so that it's not so scary is just using like sexual innuendos which is what um misinterpreting something she's saying that she meant to say it sexually so for example like I remember one uh, this girl when it was snowing. She's like, "Wow, we got seven inches of snow," and just replying with, "I hear seven inches is very satisfying." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying, but if someone like me, I would look at that as like really forcing it and a little immature. I'd be like, "Okay, I'm talking about snow." 
Would you though? Yeah. It's funny. I definitely would. I'm not trying to, you know. (laughs) To rain on your parade. Yeah. But that's the thing. Sometimes what you were saying just before you made that statement is like women will reward you for being bold. They won't reward you for being a wimp. That wouldn't turn me off completely because I would want to see what the follow-up was to that. It, I wouldn't say that it would be like, oh my God, that totally turns me on that statement. He's talking about sex right now. But I'm saying on the other hand, if he were to do three more texts that were non-sexual and kind of like bland and wimpy, that would turn me off more than that bold statement. So what do you follow up with? Yeah, Race, what do you follow up with? Because you're um, seeing what she would respond to that as well. Because yeah, like, no, let's I, say I, Kristen I, wrote I, back to you like, wah, wah, like yeah, okay, that's what I would write back. totally not into that dude. What would you write back? Um, well, I mean, there's nothing to apologize about that. It was, it's funny. Um, it's showing a little sexuality. And so if she was a want, want, then I'll be like, okay, that's not, it's not a big deal to me. I'll be like, all right, so you're more of a eight inch person. So you're going to <laughs> see that's a good, see that. Do? That's a good response because I think that the second response is much wittier than the first one. The first one I've, I've heard. The first one's putting grade. it out there. It is. But then if you back it up with a actually like witty thing following it, I would totally buy into that way more than if you just like said that. And then that was supposed to, ex- there, there were expectations with that, that I would be like, oh my God, yes. No, sexuality. he's not thinking like you're dripping wet on the opposite no, end. No, I, I don't I don't <laughs> think so. But it's not gonna, you know, you need to have an additional piece to that. Right. Like, I don't but think that the what first race was saying it. is that's the first thing to get it going in that direction. And you can, it's basically, you're putting it out there to see what she's going to respond. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's gauging her sexual radar to see yeah. how she's going to respond and then being able to handle it no matter which way it goes. Right. Awesome. Okay. So that's, that's awesome. So sexual innuendos is what you start to do. And that's, that's in your book. It actually gives you a lesson on how to um, spot things you can use that you can create sexual innuendos with. Is that even a sentence that I just said? Uh, basically, it's teaching you uh, and giving you guidelines on how to learn how to use sexual innuendo, which I loved. So when you were saying like how you gauge women, so let's say there's a a woman opposite to Kristen, uh, who's not really into a real woman, <laughs> uh, into what you're saying. So not so sexual versus a woman who's super sexual. So a woman who's super sexual will bite back on the sexuality of your statement. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can just see the response, you know, which way to go with it. And then she does engage in it. Uh, you can go with it, but then some girls, uh, are overly sexual and they'll just use sexuality on there to kind of just play with the guy. Okay. In which case, like, if she's always throwing out sexual stuff like that, you got to back off and not grab onto those sexual hooks. So you have to unsexual attracted. So she's like, wow, this guy just doesn't fall for everything like every other guy. Okay. So you got to you got to know the difference between those. Okay. And so when do you send the Bonobo video? <laughs> he has no idea what we're talking about right now. Do I send the dick pics? No, because we were reading this article in the first half of the show on the seven weirdest things that turn women on. And they they were talking about this study that was conducted. Anyway, people who are listening know what the study was. They were saying okay. that women are more turned on. By like monkeys doing it. By monkeys than doing a naked it. Man. Yeah, than a naked oh, flaccid yeah, penis. Study. So yeah, so 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 when do you start to send dick pics? Like when is that is that acceptable? And when do yeah, when is it acceptable? How do you do it? Um, I hold up. Obviously, I don't send any until I've got some from her, maybe several. Okay. And usually, I don't do a dick pic. What I would do is like a picture of me. Um, wait, say that again. Well, that you cut out. Oh, okay, so I I wait till I get a couple from her at least. 
Okay. And how yeah, do you get, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, that's a whole definition. But yeah, and usually I wouldn't send a dick pic right away. It'd be something more like. Like a shoulder uh, pic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of No, fun. just like covering it or like something a little more like still anticipatory. Or, yeah. what, wait, sorry, what did he say? Just a what? Just something more like continuating. Um, no, don't go straight dick pic. Okay, so like something more subtle. Gotcha. Yeah, like somebody just, else cutting out a little bit. So somebody else's penis. Well, okay. So, so quickly before we go into analyze this, because I want to ask one one of these questions that we got from our listeners how How do you get her to start sending naked pictures of herself to you? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you want to build up. It depends. Well, there's several ways. It depends. It's faster if you've already slept together. But the biggest thing is to make sure she feels comfortable. Okay. Like, you got to make sure that, because, you know, some girls are afraid to send it because you might put it up or whatever. They got to feel like they can trust you. Right. Yeah. So that's one. And another one is you got to make them feel like really sexy. And then and not be pushy in the way of like, hey, you know, send me a naked picture. But it's like, go about in the way like, wow, you know, you have such a beautiful body. I would love to see it right now. So more subtle. Yeah. yeah, and that sounds a little more gentlemanly. I got a Facebook message recently from some unknown weirdo, and um, he wrote, send me a panty pic. And it's like, uh, what? <laughs> You're like, fine, send. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Here is a panty pic. Yeah. Like, wacko. So I sent a picture of a man in, um, <laughs> in tidy awesome. ladies. And then he wrote, he was just obviously like mentally unstable or just a scumbag. And then he wrote, uh, come on, don't, don't be a bitch or something. <gasps> really? Yeah. And so he goes, send me a pic of your pussy. <laughs> so then I sent a picture of my cat. <laughs> And then I blocked him. No, but you see what you're doing is actually kind of what race was talking about. The girl gets overly sexual, like dumb it down completely. And and instead of the innuendo, take the reality version of what it is that she's saying and just be like, oh, you want to see a picture of my penis? Here's a, like, if you're white and five foot five, send like a big, huge black cock. Like, like, I think that's hilarious. I love that. Okay, perfect. So race, we actually have... um, this segment, I think we used it last time that you were on the show too. It's called Analyze This, where people write us in questions and then we answer them. So are you okay to stick around with us and answer a question from a, a listener? You bet. Awesome. Okay. So here. What, what if someone said no? Yeah. Be like, see <laughs> ya. No, actually. I know. I, I shouldn't even ask. You'd be like, here's the question. Okay. Long time listener, first time writer to any podcast I've ever heard. Look what we inspire in people, wow. Kristen. Wow. Oh, it's for my mom. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's kind of serious. <laughs> I'm sure it would be. But she does listen every day uh, or every podcast. I'm attracted to a girl who works in a different department from me at work. We have been, wor- uh, we've been flirting for the past few months, but she broke up with her boyfriend less than a week ago and I managed to take her out on a date. We had a very good time, but after I tried to go in for the kiss and she backed away saying that she wasn't ready. And then I tried again going for the whole confident approach and thinking maybe she was just scared of getting into something so soon. No dice. She offered a hug afterwards and I asked if we were still going to talk before she goes on vacation next week. That was supposed to be happening... Uh, with her ex. So she's supposed to go on vacation with her ex, but now she's uh, taking her sister instead. She's pretty bad with responding to text, but as of late, we don't even manage uh, three back and forths without a significant lapse. Did I ruin this vibe we had? Should I assume I should just start looking elsewhere? JW. Race, what do you think? Because this is about texting. Um, a little bit about texting. There, yeah, there are some re-engagement texts, and then you can keep it 
cool and like playful then you know let's just meet up and keep it lighthearted because i think the um i mean i wouldn't say it was overly aggressive but it could have been you know she just broke up she's not sure yeah what's going it was on. a she, week yeah, I mean, yeah that's soon. so and now she's afraid that if she meets up with him again that that's going to be how it's it's going to be that push again and so she's probably avoiding it yeah. so if you could bring her back in and uh do something just more like lighthearted and like maybe invite her out with friends at first uh like a group event and then uh in the during that like you have your buddies that can help build you up you can be talking to other girls and then talk back to her she doesn't feel threatened but then start building a deeper connection and rekindling that attraction that i'm sure she has for him mm, i like I that agree. i like that all right perfect answer mm-hmm. uh all right we actually do not have enough time we don't for another question I don't think so. Yeah, I think we have. You do? Okay, fine. We'll do one more. That, but that was a very good answer. Good job, Race. Yay. <laughs> did I get a cookie? It was great. You do get a cookie. Here's a question. Well, I just had to share this. I have had terrible luck on Tinder. The girls just can't bander. I have to brag that I have a strong command of the English English language, uh, and it can be frustrating to chat with slow girls. Anyway, I've been drinking too much on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and randomly, <laughs> and randomly, oh, this is like a suggestion. And ra- I think, and randomly decided I would play words with friends. I mean, who even knew that this was still around? Anyway, one new feature they have is basically a Tinder for the game. You swipe uh, right, swipe left on women around you want to play with, and then you can chat and play. Super awesome for smarter guys like me. Look at this egotistical. Well, you can gauge. I play words words with friends like 50 times a day, and you can gauge if someone is a little smarter, (laughs) right? Or they play like XI... You know, whatever that word is. But that would be a great place for banter. Okay, super awesome for smarter guys like me. These women already have expressed some verbal aptitude. I am not kidding when I have been looking for a date on Tinder for months and I've been on this thing just for this afternoon and already I have a date this weekend. So just an idea if you get a guy saying he feels too smart for most women. Here's a great reference. George, another name. (laughs) (laughs) So they're having trouble. Yeah, exactly. No, so that's really great. So actually, he doesn't have a question here. It was just a suggestion for our audience, which I think is fantastic. So. Yeah, thank you, George. But race. So hearing that, what would you say to help start a conversation while playing uh, words with friends? What what would you say is a great thing to start off with that will take it off of the words with friend banter and move it into a direction of flirting uh, or seeing if the other person is worth flirting with? Yeah, because they're not on there to date. They're on there to play words with friends. You don't really know if that's what they're looking for. But they want to do with something they're attracted to. That's that's what it is. Because it's saying you swipe right and swipe left and decide... Yeah, but it's, I I play, I mean, I'm not sure if he's got a different feature than I do, but it's like, you can swipe right or left. You can pick the person that you play with. I've picked like based off of if they look like they're good at the game. (laughs) So somebody has a, (laughs) I'm good at words with friends look. Well, no, you can like see how, I think you can see there. I'm saying most guys are going to start swiping. I know. Not that they're like, that girl's a good challenge. Maybe I'm missing what he's playing with. Yes. Anyway, Anyway, so they have that app to see who you're playing with. So what would be a good way to... Again, escalate, not sexually, but escalate the conversation from words with friends. It's like, oh, I'm going to beat you to flirting. Um, and it's like words with friends, more like sex with friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, you know, I've, I haven't played words with friends in forever. Um, but I mean, anyone you're talking to, you can build attraction with. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, does it say if you're single or not? Does that matter? I, don't I have know. no idea how this happens. But let's say, let's say it doesn't say if you're single or not. What would be what would be a way to find out if the other person is single? 
if the girl um, was single. You're, well, you, could, you could just go for it and go, are you single and ready to mingle? Okay. Which is kind of cheesy. No, but, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, that's really cheesy. I know, I know. I feel like I'm single and I'm We're ready to play words guard. with friends. He's prepared no. for texting and sexting, not for words with friends. No, okay. no, I'm just kidding. My, my buddy does that all the time. You have to do that in person so you can do the cheesy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they know you're being cheesy. Just fine, yeah. So uh, on words with friends, I guess... Um, I would tease them if you're beating them. That would be a fun way to start like uh, a banter talk. Just okay. be like, uh, I don't know, whatever. If you're winning or just say like, oh, you're so going down next round if they beat you. And so just start that challenge that like a little bit of shit talking. So they get in that flirty back and forth and then you can okay. move it from there. I like that. I, I just thought of a sexual innuendo. When ask it build up and you can start making a bet. All right. If I beat you this round. You have to do this or whatever. Mm. Ask them if they use the Scrabble cheat website. Yeah. And then if they say yes, then you can say, I hope you don't cheat on your lovers. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying desperately here. That's, I know. We're trying to give any sexual innuendo. Sorry, my throat is gross. <laughs> Good God. No, that's perfect. I love it. Teasing, challenging, making fun of the other person. One more final question for you, not from our readers, but I want to know, like, when, what is too far with teasing? Like, when does it become mean what's the fine line <laughs> you're ugly and your face makes me sick yeah, yeah. Uh, that's sexual innuendo <laughs> you just got to reverse that into a compliment i love your face it really makes up for your body yeah <laughs> right so is that mean no just would it be teasing goes too far if you're if you tease about anything that has to do like she can't change or personal attribute okay so stay away from like physical stuff or like a personality trait that you know, she could take very serious to so tease about playful stuff, something exaggerated um, that, you know, isn't you can tell isn't going to have any bearing on no, that's who great, she is as a person. That's a great response. All right. You can find out more about race and his sexting book um, at winggirlmethod.com slash race sex. And his texting book is also available. Winggirlmethod.com slash race race. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your information. It was really helpful. I, I believe it was really, yeah, helpful. really helpful. I mean, uh, Kristen is making googly eyes at me. I can tell lots of sexual <laughs> innuendo will, will be oh, had am. after this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Uh, but thanks for coming on the show. You were awesome. Oh man. That's a blast. Do you I have a Twitter or anything? Invited back someday. Yeah, for sure. But, where, where can people find you? I already uh, told them. Wait, I thought you said just go to your website. Yeah. I know. Oh, well that's I true. Already, but I mean, it's Twitter like to yeah. have, all right. What's you your do Twitter that for your guests? Probably race to priest. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And if anybody wants to send in questions, write them into ask at ask dot com. And this is the end cool. of our first show at, at, our, at our new studio and at the beginning of the year. Again, people can download episodes of our show every week. We're still going to be releasing them on Thursdays as of right now. That's we're still releasing them on Thursdays. Uh, they can go to iTunes where they should rate us five stars, whether they love us or they hate us. And you can subscribe there so you don't have to manually <laughs> download into your funnel. Um, <laughs> go to sideshownetwork.com. Uh, so side Network.tv, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, <laughs> SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or you can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com slash podcast. You can download our show there. You can listen to our show there. But thanks for being with us. Um, and remember to follow us on Twitter as well at yes. Ask Women Podcast. Follow me at Kristen Carney, and you can follow Marnie at winggirlmethod. Yes. And we will see you guys next week. I know you took it this time. I was Perfect. trying to get start of the new year. No. Okay, fine. Try it again. We will see you guys. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Fuck you. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>